evening. Good evening. Good evening. And welcome back to the Know Your Role Player Podcast. 215 forever. The number forever. Follow your boy on IG. And on my IG page is the podcast page. That's Know Your Role Player underscore podcast. The best way that you can listen to this podcast is to download the Anchor app. That's anchor.fm backslash know your role player. K-N-O-W-Y-A-R-O-L-E-P-L-A-Y-E-R. All right. Now, whether you have Apple Podcast, excuse me, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Radio Public, CastBox, Breaker, or many, many more, Google Podcasts also, you will get notifications like the episode you are currently listening to becomes available. All right. All right. Guys, welcome back. As promised, the emergency NBA trade deadline episode. All right, I'm your boy. I'm here. I got my boy French here. My guest French, say what's up to the people. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. First and foremost, I appreciate French for doing the pie late. It's about 10.07 p.m., so y'all going to get this pie Friday morning, most likely, um, as y'all heading to work. Heading, I did not want to wait y'all till Saturday, you know. Um, in the podcast world, information is big, and you got about 48 hours before people get bored of this stuff, man. <laughs> so we, we had to get this pod out. I appreciate French for doing it. All right. We got a lot to get to. I promise you I'm going to keep this podcast under an hour, but we're going to be efficient. We're going to talk about everything. All right? But we got to start off with the home run. The big news in Philadelphia and Brooklyn, it finally happened. James Harden, the guy that literally looks like he's from Philadelphia, is finally a sixer. Ben Simmons goes to the Brooklyn Nets, all right? Uh, French, do you have the full exact details of the trade? Yes, I do. All right. All right, so let's go with this. So the Brooklyn Nets are getting Ben Simmons, Seth Curry, Andre Drummond, a 2022 first-round pick, but they have the right to defer that pick until next year in 2023. And they're getting the 2027 first round pick, top eight protected. Hmm. Um. They're also getting Seth Curry, uh, Andre Drummond. You said it already, though. Yeah. And then Philly gets James Harden and Paul Millsap. Yeah. So, um, give me your immediate trade grades. Uh, you want me to go first? I can go first. Go ahead. So for me, I would give the Brooklyn Nets a B minus. Okay. Um. They're not going to keep those draft picks. I'm going to be real with everybody. So, if they if I thought they were going to keep those draft picks, I'd probably give them an A. Mm-hmm. But they're not a team that's looking to draft, like, young players. So, with that being said, um, yeah, I give them a B-. minus. Then I'll give uh, – Philly, I'll give them a C plus. Interesting. And only for one reason and one reason only. I'm giving up Matisse Thibel over giving up that first round 2027 protected pick. That's just me. That that that's my biggest thing is I Philly was asking for first round picks and ended up giving up two. Mm-hmm. So that's my only problem. <laughs> first of all, uh, let me be transparent, y'all. A sigh of relief. So. I'm going to be real honest with y'all, all all right? Again, this is going to be the objective podcast. I don't got my whole the system. I'm finally glad this trade happened for a bunch of reasons. Now, let's start with Brooklyn. I'm going to give Brooklyn an A+, all right? The season kind of was going fine, and then it kind of fell apart in a very fast moment, all right? That moment happened the second 
crazy sloppy Bruce Brown runs into Kevin Durant knee. Incidental, but still. All right, that moment changed the entire season for the Nets. And probably on Saturday, we're going to have to go back and talk about how this was one of the biggest letdowns as far as a team in NBA history. In sports history. Uh, they played gotta, they, they played 13 games. Together, I can't say though. sports history, man. We got to this context. We got to, like, add up the all-star games and the numbers. But this is a really big, disappointing team. They played 18 total uh, games together, which is just crazy. Um, but, no, I'm going to give the Brooklyn Nets an A+. Plus. Listen, they were a bad defensive team that is terrible at rebounding. And James Harden, being honest, basically checked out, wasn't in the best shape. Kyrie Irving is going to play 10 of the next 26 games. Kevin Durant said he needs another three or four weeks. And James Harden didn't really want to be there, all right? He didn't officially demand a trade, but he basically let the organization know, no, I want to go to Philadelphia, all right, after just leaving Houston a year before. So I think this is the best they can do. And for Ben Simmons, this is interesting because this is the best place he can go to succeed, but it's still also the hardest. Let me explain to you. It's the best he can succeed because Ben's biggest problem is he can't be your second best player offensively. All right, he doesn't Definitely have. Can't. He definitely doesn't have to be anymore. Now he can be a third best player. All right, now he can push the ball in transition, find shooters, um, play defense. A lot of people talk about Ben at the five. No, <laughs> it's not no, but it, it can works work until you offensively. Play but he's not the greatest at guarding the rim. All right, yeah, it'll have to be in spurts. You know, maybe like two minutes at the end of a quarter or something, or like. When a team really goes small, he's just going against somebody that's the size or smaller. Um, but I think this is great for Brooklyn. Also getting Seth Curry and Drummond, they get a backup big. We know Brooklyn had no size. Drummond's had a great year, a great find by Daryl Morey for a guy that signed a league minimum contract. Nobody offered him a contract, and he turned him into the uh, James Harden trade. Also, Seth Curry, Brooklyn gets another shooter. I honestly think this deal could have been done a day ago. I think Daryl Morey was trying his hardest to hold him to Seth Curry. But, hey. <laughs> Um, it's an A-plus for Brooklyn. And, again, back to Simmons. He's got two great offensive players with him, all right? I don't know how much he's willing to set screens all day. I think he still wants the ball in his hand. I think he thinks he's a certain level of player that he might not be. But um, it's a great situation for him. But I want to be cautious and remind people, it's not about the fit that's the problem. It's about the expectations and the demand, yep. all right? Now, you can think whatever you want about the Philly media market. Brooklyn media market is way more intense. And just because it's not New York and Manhattan don't mean they're letting up, all right? That New York Post will come for you, all right? And also, it's playoff expectations, all right? And I don't want to talk too much into this. We can go deeper on Saturday. But Ben has a thing in the playoffs as being less and less aggressive. That pass to Thibault is an example of it at the highest level, but he's much more settled and just kind of floating out of games, and French knows what I'm talking about. Absolutely. All right. I mean, it's one of his biggest knocks. Right. Now, let's switch it back to Philadelphia. All right, so I gave Brooklyn an A. I got to be honest with y'all. I'm giving the Sixers an A+. Plus. All right, now, James Harden might not be the James Harden of three years ago to average 36 points and almost average a triple-double, all right? But he also doesn't have to be that player, right? He's also better than Ben Simmons. You know why? Because he's going to show up to work, even if he ain't in shape. Even if he might want to go to a nightlife afterwards, he'll at least show up to work. All right? And I can't emphasize that enough. Now, let's think about it. We got the pick and roll with Joel Embiid. I don't know how much better shape he can get into now in this into the season, but he will be motivated. And a motivated Harden's a good Harden. All right? And listen, he asked for two trades in a row. So, And he also opted in for next season. That's a big deal, too. Yes, sir. That's a big deal, too, because that contract he's going to ask for is going to be ridiculous. 
Um, but I love it for both teams. Paul Millsap, eh. But again, it's the best place for Simmons to go, but the expectations are going to be hard again. And he'll have to deal with that. And it's a great fit for him B, another pick-and-roll player. He's just got to get in better shape and recommit himself, you know. But, again, we got to switch one over to Dale Morey right before we finish talking about this trade and how great he's been, right? Only in the sense that, friends, you already know, we both got social media, how many guys are, oh, you got to make – there was so much panic on, you got to make the deal now. Listen, yep. if this deal wasn't here, he would have went to the summer with a chance to get Jalen Brown, Damian Lillard, Bradley Beal or James Harden. He knew there were guys becoming available, and he just said, I got to play the numbers. And again, guys were hitting the panic button so much. We were struggling. We were doing good. And B gets hurt. We come back with almost the, what are we, the third seed in the East? Yes. Come on, man. Like, we, 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 we're doing as great as possible without a real guard, you know, isolation perimeter scorer. Now we finally have one. All right. So it's great for both sides. Any last things before we wrap up this trade? Uh, specific talk. Nope, but we're going to all say is this. We're going to find out who got the better end of this trade in about a month. We'll yeah. find out. <laughs> yeah, and also we'll we'll get into more of the nuances of this trade on Saturday. I just want to go over this because we've got a lot of more trades. You want to do the next trade, brother? Yes, sir. So let's go down to the Washington Wizards, who yes. actually have the highest grade of any team according to Bleacher Report and ESPN. So the Wizards were able to get Kristaps Porzingis and a future second-round pick while unloading Spencer Dinwiddie and Davis Bertans. And something there was another trade that happened at the very end of the deadline, which didn't get reported until after the deadline. They also traded away uh, Aaron Holiday. Okay. So I have, to, I have to look into what exactly they got for him, but they did trade uh, Aaron Holiday to the Phoenix Suns. All right, your thoughts and uh, agree to this trade. So for me, this is an A plus trade for Dallas. Mm. You move off, you move off the Porzingis money, right? That mm-hmm. just it never worked. He didn't, he wasn't earning his money in Fix. Dallas. Fix. Now you bring in Bertans, who, as much as I get on Luca, his driving and kickability is arguably the best in the NBA. Mm-hmm. Bertans is a guy that'll just stand out there and shoot, and they're not going to ask him to do anything but shoot. Yep. And I think he's better than Maxi Kleber. That's just my personal opinion. Now, Spencer Dinwiddie. A lot of people have been hating on Spencer Dinwiddie on Twitter lately. <laughs> I'm going to tell people this. Washington was a mess that just didn't work with him and Bradley Beal. Him coming off the bench in Dallas as the backup point guard does two things. Gives Luka legitimate rest. Mm-hmm. And you won't see that much of a drop-off in terms of a floor general, right? There will be a drop-off in terms of talent between him and Luka, but not as much. And now you don't have to do that awkward staggering of Jalen Brunson and Luka. You could just let them play. Mm-hmm. And note that Dinwiddie is an NBA player that can run a second unit. So Dallas gets an A-plus for me. Washington, I, and I mean, they got an A-minus from everybody else. I'm giving them an F. Mm. And here's why I'm giving them an F. And we'll get to the Montrez Harrell trade later, too. But on, I just want people to understand this. On their roster, they still have Thomas Bryant. They still have uh, Rui Hachimura. They still have Kyle Kuzma. Mm-hmm. What position is Kristaps playing? The five. Okay. I mean, all right, they got another big man that they didn't need. Uh, they have no guards, by the way. I just want people to know. 
Rolo Neto tonight played almost 40 minutes of basketball because they have – it's him and a guy named Cassius Winston who played at Michigan State who was okay at Michigan State, but he averaged like 10 points in college. So that should tell you everything you need to know about him. Um, your, what are your takes on that particular trade? So one, this trade 100% shocked me. I didn't feel like it was a demand to do this. I felt like uh, Porzingis really put forth a better effort to try, try to work along with Luka to kind of succeed and say, hey, I'm the number two, but I'll shoot more. And I thought his aggressiveness was a lot better. As you know, I am not a Chris Staff Porzingis fan by any means. Oh, I but know. if they feel that they had to get rid of him and he had to go, I'm fine with it. So I will give Dallas a C. And the reason why I'm giving them a C is they picked up some contracts. Yeah, um, they did. <laughs> for time, yeah, as did. a shooter, is very inconsistent. But if he gets high, he's fine. And he'll be open. So he'll make some shots in Dallas. But Bertans has a really bad contract. I don't know how bad Dinwiddie's contract is. It's bad. Um, but they took a lot of money. And listen, for everything Kristaps Christ- Porzingis is and isn't, he didn't kill your team. It wasn't like he was, you know, just so bad he just couldn't be on the floor. <laughs> he, he was fine. He was just fine. I don't think this was a necessary trade, but I don't like the cat. They, they, if it was for less years, I would give this trade bigger. Um, okay. They're both fine players, but it's just the years are too much. And I think they're kind of tighter in the camp. I don't love Let me ask you one question. Go ahead. Does them getting Dinwiddie signal to you that they don't believe they can re-sign Jalen Brunson as a free agent? Absolutely not. I think them getting Dinwiddie is like, yo, we can definitely uh, not overextend Luka as much. And we can just use a third guard that can dribble the ball. Okay. Um, Again, I think this trade will work out because if they're on the floor with him and Dinwiddie is a high IQ player that's kind of having a rough year, you know, I think they'll be fine. Uh, Porzingis to the Wizards, I'm going to give that a D. I don't get it. <laughs> no, seriously, like, are they rebuilding? They still have Bradley Beal, who has got injured. I don't know if we said this on the last pod. Um, hurt his wrist, out for the season. As I told y'all, and I told Brent, I said, listen, there's no such thing in NBA history as a sprained wrist in two games. Bad to the dog. All right? You can fool the world. But you cannot fool me. All right. Um, yeah, but I'm gonna give the Wizards a D. Um I just don't get it. Are we rebuilding? Are we trading Bradley Builders offseason? Are we clearing a bunch of camp space? I don't know. Maybe they're looking at this like, yo, we can make Porzingis a thirty point per game player, but at what cost? I don't get it. Uh it's a very weird trade though. Let's keep it going though. All right, we'll come back to them later. Let's go to this four team trade. Okay. So the Milwaukee Bucks get Serge Ibaka, two future second round picks, and some money. I think it was roughly, I want to say it was around $5 million, two or $5 million, something like that, in between the two. Now the Kings are getting Dante DiVincenzo, Trey Lyles, and Josh Jackson. The Clippers are getting Rodney Hood and Semi Ojale. And the Detroit Pistons are getting Marvin Bagley the third. So I'm gonna start with the Bucks. Yeah, you know, let's. Um, I want to actually play off of what you play because this is a lot for teams. Yeah. I don't want to lose players. So go ahead. So with the Bucks, they get Serge Ibaka and the two. I don't care about the second round picks. Mm-hmm. I don't care about the cash. Um, let's just talk about Serge Ibaka. This trade makes no sense to me. Um, if I was getting somebody from the Clippers, it wouldn't have been Ibaka. Let me just put it like that. You want Hirenstein? Yeah. yeah. Because he can shoot as well. 
He's, you know, he's mobile. He can get up and down the floor. Yep. But what is, like, if you compare Serge Ibaka to Bobby Portis, I don't, I just don't understand. I don't get it. So I give um, it like a, a C minus because Serge doesn't stink, but they're the same player. Serge has been hurt. They are the same player, but they have no bigs behind Bobby Portis. Yeah, I know. That's a problem. Um, Brooke Lopez, I don't. Listen, though, back surgery is a serious thing. I have a hard time believing he's going to play in anytime soon. He's, he'll be back for the playoffs, I think. I don't think he's coming yeah, back Yeah, but at what, like, at what condition? At what mobility? He's already a pretty stiff dude. So, like, a stiff yeah. dude coming off a back, it's kind of a red flag to me. Um, this comes down that the, the Milwaukee Bucks still do their deal diligence, due diligence, excuse me, and think that Serge Ibaka can still play. All right, Serge Ibaka was hurt last year. When healthy, he still is a good spot-up shooter. His defense is eh, still a good rim protector, but he's a body, all right? He's a guy you can put out there um, maybe 10 to 15 minutes. So I don't love the trade, but it's a flyer and a guy that can have some upside. So whatever. All right, let's go to the next part. All right, so the next part is Sacramento getting Dante DiVincenzo, Trey Lyles, and Josh Jackson. I mean, I like this for Sacramento, right? DiVincenzo is a good two. Mm-hmm. They need backup guards. Mm-hmm. Um, Trey Lyles has proven his entire career he's good off the bench. Mm-hmm. He can come give you, you know, a, a quick little 10, 15 minute spurt, get you a couple buckets and some rebounds. I could care less about Josh Jackson. I'm gonna just be honest. That may seem harsh to people, but I don't know what he is at this point other than bottom of the rotation if he's in the rotation. Yeah, he's been a disappointing player um since coming out of Kansas. Um whew, uh you just hit me with a lot. So listen, DiVincenzo. Uh, he coming back from the injury, he is healthy, but I just think it's tough. And I think the Bucks with their expectations are like, eh, we don't feel like waiting. Let's get somebody else. I think this is a really good spot for him. Now, even though we kill and rose Sacramento for a player in an area in a in a position to thrive, he'll get an opportunity. And I don't know if you agree with me, he gets a decent chance of getting at least twenty five to thirty minutes a game. Oh, 100 percent. He might not start, but he might be starting by the end of the season. Um, and we'll talk about Sacramento's other trade later. Um, but I loved it. Um, Marvin Bagley going to the Pistons is an A+. All right. Uh, Kay Cunningham for the longest time, and Isaiah Stewart is a fine rebounder. Kay Cunningham's best skill to me still is his passing and court vision. And yep. you wouldn't know it by watching him because he doesn't really get a lot of assists. Well, guess what? He has a big that can finish at the rim. And I think Marvin Bagley's career will be resurfaced, restructured, revitalized. I love this trade. A+. Plus. Am I missing anybody part of this trade? Uh, I mean, we didn't talk about the Clippers, but I, Rodney Hood and Semi Ojale, cool. Yeah, guys, they, they kind of seem like fillers. I feel they like dump salary. That's what I think they're was. both getting bought out. Yeah, they they just dump salary to get rid of Ibaka, which is fine. Um, but not a bad team. Clippers, I, I, like I said, it's a salary filler, so incomplete. Uh, a plus for the Pistons, B plus for Sacramento and Milwaukee. C. All right, let's keep it moving. All right, next one. The Charlotte Hornets get mm. Montrez Harrell for the Washington Wizards are getting Ish Smith, mm-hmm. welcome back to Washington, <laughs> and Vernon Carey Jr., who got zero run for the right. Hornets, and a 2023 second-round pick. The Hornets, to me, get an A+. They get an A-plus for this reason alone. They can't rebound to save their lives no, down in Charlotte. And if there's one thing Montrez Harrell will give you, it's not rim protection. But he will give you rebounds, mm-hmm. especially off the bench, and it allows PJ Washington to play his natural position at the four. 
I'm not a Montrose Hill fan. I think he gets traded a lot. I think he's a talented player, but I think he's a flawed player. But listen, this team gave up a double double to Jared Allen in the first quarter. Um, yep. The one thing he can do is rebound off the bench at a high level, and he will definitely out rebound most bigs in the NBA off the bench. So this is a B. The only reason why this can't be an A is because he doesn't offer rim protection to me. He gets roasted in the pick and roll, and I still think they'll have some pretty big problems with him on the floor. Uh, I'm hoping and praying that they might either think about playing their rookie, maybe a buyout guy, but I think Charlotte has to make another move and get another big. Okay. Um, as for uh, who went to the other team, I'm sorry. Ish Smith and Vernon Carey Jr. Yeah, they, uh, listen, the Washington needs Ish Smith because yeah, they have absolutely. no guards. <laughs> so that's an A for them. And he's a fine backup. So that's an A for them. All right, let's keep it moving. All right. We're going to Phoenix against Torrey Craig. And the Indiana Pacers get Jalen Smith in a future second-round pick. Um, Torrey from... Craig. I'm sorry. Um, Torrey Craig was just on this team. Yes. Um, so that's funny. Um, listen, he's a he's a backup four. He he's a fine player. He plays very hard. He can hit the spot up three. He's, he knows the system. Uh, who's the other guy they got? That's it. They gave up Jalen Smith. Yeah, Jalen Smith was the um. He was the dude that was balling for them in the big man. Oh yeah. So I'm gonna have to give um I'm gonna have to give them a C. I I think they made a mistake with Jalen Smith by not um signing him to an extent, not even distinction, just picking up his option. Didn't pick up his third year option, and he was a good player. Um, so yeah, I'm gonna give them a C. And Jalen Smith, uh, he's a good player. That's gonna be better. I'm gonna give him a B plus. Yeah, I'm right there him. with you. Let's just yeah, let's move on. Okay. Um, now this is a big one. The Boston Celtics get Derek White. The Spurs get Josh Richardson, <sighs> Romeo Langford, a 2022 first round pick that's top four protected. And swipes rights on the 2028 first round pick. Yeah. So, um, Dejounte Murray probably did it best. I don't know if you follow Dejounte Murray on I Twitter, do. but um, he hit the Kevin Hart crazy face. Like, yo, what? Like, as a player that made the All Star team, congratulations to him again. This has to be pretty frustrating because one, I think me and you would agree. We did not know Derek White was available. Definitely Dude, didn't know he was. Available. This is an A plus for the Celtics. They need more passing. Scoring, he's a good, he's a really good player, man. He's just a perfect player to play with them. He didn't have to give yo. If they trade Derek White, they should have got Marcus Smart back. Yeah, I don't understand. Like he's good, he is good. You just just because you haven't heard the guy doesn't mean he can't play. Jason Richardson, Josh Richardson, excuse me, is an underwhelming role player. That's a very solid defender, but his three point shot comes and goes. He has some skills a ball handler, but he's not good enough to be an effective ball handler in a pick and roll. But he's an underwhelming role player that's been on a couple of different teams that needed his skill set. A plus for the Celtics, and they're gonna they're gonna be so good with him on his team. F for the Spurs. F. Go ahead, brother. Yeah. So the Spurs to me get an F. Thank you. Just just Thank a straight up F. I'm sorry. And it's only because too, they're not Josh keeping Richardson. Josh Richardson. He'll be fine. He's an average role player, but. Why didn't you trade there? You don't you don't have any cap space on your team. Yeah. Go listen. Ahead. So for me, Boston gets an A. Now, I know a lot of people, again, you know, were saying today, oh, Derek White's gonna he's not starting. He's coming off the bench. Mm-hmm. They like to play two bigs in Boston. And as I keep reminding people, Marcus Smart is the best on ball defending point guard in the NBA. Now, with that said. <laughs> Wait, now let me we say, got too much said, to go through for me to argue that. All I'm so going to say is, with that said, 
Marcus Smart better shoot a lot better. He's going to find himself playing more minutes on the bench. Absolutely. Because Derek White, for those that don't know, like you said, you might not have heard of him. He shoots 40% from the three-point line. He can handle the ball too, man. And the last month, he's averaging 16 and 5. He's a really good player that a lot of teams could have used. Yeah, this is big for the Celtics. I mean, big. This is a really big steal. This is big because they needed passing too. He's a good passer. Yeah. 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 All right. Next. Uh, I mean, this isn't really anything to talk about, but I'll do it. We got to do them all. Toronto Raptors, uh, they get Thaddeus Young and Drew Eubanks, who they already cut, uh, (laughs) in a 2022 second round pick. And the Spurs get Goran Dragic, who they will buy out before the weekend. Are they going to keep Thaddeus Young? Did they say what what they will? I believe they're going to keep Thaddeus Young because they need another guy to uh, be able to give Siakam some minutes. Listen, former 76er, he's a really good bench player. I don't know. I give him a C. He's fine. Yeah, um, see, I don't. Gordon Dragic didn't play. He's in a weird situation. <laughs> I don't know. I'm giving this. I'm giving that whole trade an incomplete. Oh, hold on. I am missing one part of the trade though. San okay. Antonio also did get a future first round pick, which is top 14 protected in 2022. Interesting. It would be it's top 13 protected in 2023, and if they don't get it, then it converts to two second round picks. I'm pretty sure they're going to get the pick this year. Yeah, they're going to get that pick, and that pick will be quality because there'll be some good players around. Yeah, there. it's so, a good draft. It's a good draft. Still don't agree with the trade, but whatever. Um, all right, let's keep it moving. All right, welcome back to Boston. Daniel Tice <laughs> and the Houston Rockets get Dennis Schroeder, Ennis Cantor, who's already been cut, and Bruno Fernando. Uh, this this is this is so funny, man. This is a uh, <laughs> yeah, we're cool, dog. Um, Dennis Schroeder <laughs> is gonna get bought out. Is there any talks of that? Oh, he's definitely going. I mean, they already cut Ennis, so I'm assuming they'll buy out Dennis. Dennis yeah. Schroeder's not stepping on the court for Houston. He could. I don't- no, no, no. Um, I don't know if they're going to buy him out. He's not stepping on the court for Houston. Yeah, but he'll be a really good bio candidate because if he goes to his natural as a backup guard, yes, he'll be a lot better. Um, Maybe he's Atlanta. Not a starter. Boston was over him. Daniel Price is fine. He uh, he always <laughs> gets torched. He's like this role player that always gets torched, but it's, he's fine. He can rebound. He can hit the open three. He knows Boston. Cantor stinks. All right, they they're probably getting tired of Cantor. He's bringing more drama than skill. Um, so, yeah. Uh, so, I'll do a B for the Celtics because he can use a backup big because Horford's getting creaky a little. And for Houston, I'm giving him a D. Yeah, I'm going F for Houston. <laughs> and I'm going, I'm going C for Boston. All right, let's keep it moving. All right. We're going to stick in Boston. Okay. They get a future second-round pick. Okay. Orlando gets PJ Dozier, Bowl Bowl, a future second, and some cash. I love PJ Dozier. I really hope Bowl Bowl gets bought out and goes to the Pistons where he can go. I don't think there's any room in the Magic for him. They have a lot of bigs and a lot of forwards and a lot of guys. I think this is a worse situation for them. Um, I don't know. They they just started to get Mo Bamba to play solid. I just don't think they have the minutes for a Bowl Bowl. So I'm hoping he gets bought out. And not necessarily go to a contender. I hope he goes to a team that he can play and develop. I do believe in his skill and talent, so I'm giving that a B. Uh, I like P.J. Dozier. I think P.J. Dozier is solid, and I think he can become an asset down the line. So I, I like it. Go ahead, brother. I mean, yeah, it's a good trade for Boston. They had to dump players. Um, I did find, you know, P.J. Dozier and Bull Bowl are both out for the season. Wow. So it does seem like it's kind of just a dump 
for Orlando, they'll probably. I'm going to assume that they don't keep either guy. Mm-hmm. Nothing against PJ Dozier. They just don't need him. Yep. Like Cole Anthony, Markel Fultz is coming back, Jalen Suggs, Gary Harris, you know, Ross. Like, yeah. And then Bull Bull, like you said. I don't, they don't need him either. I would like to see him maybe Detroit. Maybe he can go on a minimum contract to Chicago. Uh, I don't, I I mean, I don't know what the market is for Bull Bull, but I I, I think he's talented. Yeah, I do too. I think Detroit's a great fit. I think they'll get him back again in the offseason. All right, let's keep it moving. All right. So this was the one that happened yesterday. Yes, sir. This is the Utah Jazz getting Nikhil Walker, Alexander, and Mm -hmm. Juancho Hernan Gomez. So let's start there. Okay. Um, So Hernan Gomez is a solid big. I'm not going to say his best years is behind him, but he kind of peaked a couple of years ago. But he's fine. Um, He's fine. Nikhil Alexander Walker is a talented guard who's having a down year, but I believe in the upside. So in a different system, some better coaching. Environments definitely matter with these type of role players. I like it, man. So... Give it a B minus. Yeah, I'm gonna give it a B plus. Okay. No, no Joe Ingles, right? Out for absolutely, the season. absolutely good context. Don't really want Jordan Clarkson playing the one if he doesn't have to. Mm-hmm. Like you want the option, right? Because he and Nikhil Walker Alexander can both play the one or the two. So I like it. I, I give him a B plus on that. I, don't, I mean, the Honcho Hernan Gomez, he's serviceable. I mean, Rudy's been out a little bit more this year than normal. Mm-hmm. So it's always good to have an extra big because I have no faith in Hassan Whiteside, even though he's been playing well this season. Mm-hmm. Now, the Spurs in this trade, this is a three-team deal. So the Spurs in this trade get Thomas Sadoransky and a 2022 second-round pick from Memphis. Sadoransky's fine. He doesn't move the needle, but he can just turn into an asset later, but he's fine. Feels like a, it feels yeah. like I don't know what the Spurs are doing. I don't either. They got DeJounte Murray, and I don't know. I, I don't know. They got DeJounte Murray. Yeah, I'm going to give the Spurs an F <laughs> just because this is another guard. Like, you guys just got a bunch of guards now. Like, and you still have Lonnie Walker. You still have this Josh Primo kid who's like 10 years old that you drafted in the lottery. <laughs> so Spurs it's like... went from the smartest organization to the most confusing <laughs> in a very short time. And then Greg Popovich didn't retire fast enough, so Becky Hammond left and went to get another yeah. job. So. <laughs> and then, I mean, we'll talk about Portland, but they get Joe Ingles and Elijah Hughes in a 2027 second round pick. Joe Ingles isn't going there. I mean, he's not going to be on the Portland Trailblazers. And I don't know who Elijah Hughes is. So, <laughs> yeah, I don't know who Elijah Hughes is. Sorry. <laughs> Hashtag know your role player. Um, Joe Ingles is a good player. He's injured. Maybe they can keep him. Maybe he'll come back on like a one year proven deal. So, he it's might. fine value. So, incomplete. I mean, and I will say this, Joe Ingles' comments on Twitter, tough. Uh, they tell me that he he probably is going to try to go back to Utah on a one Yeah, I don't know if Utah wants him back. Um, yeah, I don't know either. No that's idea. tough, though. I, I do want to say, and as much as we're fans of it, 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 it trade, the NBA trade is fun for us, but it's tough for the players. Like, dude, you yeah. just get, like, go somewhere, you establish a place, you build, you work hard to get good at the team, and then they just throw you somewhere else. It's tough, man, especially for a lot of these role players that have been trained a lot. It's tough, man. But, and he, uh, especially for somebody like, like if you've been there, you're, if you've been in one city your whole career too. Especially you, like realize, Joe, you've been in a good spot, like Utah. Yeah. Been good to him. He's been good to Utah. And it's not it's just tough. him. He's got kids or what? Like yeah, we tough, have to remember that sometimes. The human element definitely matters, man. Yeah. All right, let's keep it. Let's moving. keep it moving. Go. All right, so uh, Miami got a 2026 second round pick. Oklahoma City gets KZ Akpala. Mm-hmm. Now. I mean, Miami, it made sense why they did what they did. Uh, 
Oklahoma City, I, I'm going to give them a B minus. Mm-hmm. The few moments we got to see KZ Akpala play in the last two years, he's shown flashes to be pretty athletic, yep. can shoot in the NBA, mm-hmm. will rebound, play a little bit of defense. And if you get somebody coming from Miami, best believe they're going to play some defense because yeah. you don't play in Miami if you don't play defense. And Oklahoma City has no wings except yeah. for Lou Dort. So For a I like team him. that loves projects, he's a good project with good upside. All right? So you take a shot. So I don't know. C. C plus. All right. Uh, did we talk about the Kings Pacers trade? No, we didn't talk about that. Right. We didn't talk about the Pelicans trade. Okay, so Kings Pacers. The Pacers get Tyrese Halliburton, Buddy Heald, and <laughs> Tristan Thompson. Yes, they bought out Tristan Thompson already, right? Uh, not officially. Okay. It's a lot of bread. But he wants a buyout, so he's going to have to take a pretty cheap buyout, I think. He wants to play for a contender. Um. Listen, and Buddy no, Hield... Shut up about the trade, because we know this trade by heart. We can talk about this a little extensively. Yeah, so, okay, here's my... Let's start with Indiana, right? So, I'm just confused. Because didn't Malcolm Brogdon just get a contract? Yep. Okay. And then, didn't they draft uh, Chris Dorte? Yep. Okay. Now, just me personally... I don't want to see Malcolm Brogdon, Tyrese Halliburton, and Chris Dorte, Chris Dorte starting at the one, two, three. It just doesn't make sense to me. You won't. Who comes, off, who comes off the bench? I have no idea. Okay. So, now, Buddy Heald, it was rumored that Buddy Heald wanted to be traded again because he didn't <laughs> want to be on the Pacers. That's just so funny. Which is a, such a – if you guys have ever followed Buddy Heald's career, it's such a Buddy Heald thing to say. Mm-hmm. Um, but I will say this. If they keep Buddy healed, that's good for the Pacers, man. They don't have wing players. They don't have real shooters on that team. The Tyrese Halliburton is the big part of this trade, though. Yeah. Because it's whether or not Rick Carlisle has the ability to develop <laughs> I'm sorry. I didn't name every time I hear that name, I have to laugh. I know. It's whether or not Rick Carlisle can develop him. And for people that have followed Rick Carlisle extensively, as I have, because he's one of my least favorite coaches of all time, he's not a player developer. He <laughs> is a good NBA coach, mm-hmm. but he needs proven, true NBA products mm-hmm. to coach. He's like a Larry Brown a little bit. Yeah, similar yeah. to Tom Thibodeau even. Yeah, where like that's Thibs very true. Needs yeah. established players. Yep. So Tyrese Halliburton is good. He's mm-hmm. very good in the second year. He's overachieved. From where people thought he what he Some would do. Some people, because you know I was all in on my man from the. You were all in from last year. You were all in. Yes, sir. Now, I don't know necessarily how well. Like I said, I don't know how he's going to fit. I don't know who's coming off the bench. There's rumors that they may trade Brogdon in the summer. I doubt that. That's just my personal opinion. I don't think you get value for Brogdon by trying to trade him. Yeah, all right, so let's, let's let me jump in here because we, we didn't do a lot of interaction. We do a lot of reaction. So let's do some little interaction because this is probably my favorite trade to, okay. to to talk about. You don't sound you sound more pessimistic than optimistic as far as the Pacers for this trade. Yes, but I think you should be more optimistic than pessimistic. So he is a good asset. You agree, right? Oh, he's a great asset. He's a good young player, right? Yep. You don't believe he can be great. I believe there's a chance he can be great. Okay. He's a good passer. He's a good three point shooter. He has high IQ. Um, listen, him and Brogdon, I don't worry about that as much because if Brogdon wants to go, he can go. So 
you want to see how good uh, this kid can be, and he has a lot of potential. And you know he'll have some pieces around him. All right, him and Chorus Duarte will play together. Him and Brogdon, maybe, maybe not, will play together. I think Brogdon will go this all season. Brogdon, they better get something for Brogdon because we, me and you both agree, he's a really, yeah. really good NBA player. If the <laughs> Lakers had Malcolm Brogdon, they'd be in the three street, man. That's all I'm gonna say. Uh, he's a really good NBA player, and in the right system, he'd be great. Yeah. Um, so you, I don't think you love this trade for the Pacers. So. It, my thing is this, right? And I've been on the record since Halliburton got drafted because I watched him a lot at Iowa State. I always said he had an extremely high floor. Mm-hmm. He was never going to be a bad player in the NBA. Yep. Off his pages alone in three-point shooting. Yeah. I just don't see this all-star caliber player that everyone else sees. When you get a chance, see if you can pull up the stats for me this season. Oh, um, I, I know his stats. Yeah, but even if, okay, he's not, okay, even if you don't see that, I think this is a good get for Sabonis, man. For a guy who was unhappy, you know, they offloaded most of their guys. They got a guy left, and you got a good young player that's going to be under contract because he will sign an extension with him. Oh, 100%. Or, yeah, so I, I think this is as good as you get for a small market team that's tough to get these type of assets. I think they did good. Yeah, so he's shooting – uh, he's getting 14 points, four rebounds, and seven assists a game. Mm-hmm. He's shooting 45% from the field, 41% from three, 83% uh, from the foul line. So those are good numbers. And I also want to say, when he played without De'Aaron Fox, he averaged about 20 and 10. Okay? Yeah. Um, so there's upside with him, like I said before. Averaging seven assists is really good, even if you're not the point guard. That's, that's really impressive. So there's upside with him. And again, he's going to be on his team. and It's a good asset to get. I think this is an A-plus for both teams. And I was surprised by me saying that. Sabonis is good, okay? Uh, if you play fantasy, if you watch basketball, Sabonis <laughs> is a good NBA player, okay? He's just good, all right? And for a team that needed talent, I'm not the biggest De'Aaron Fox fan, but he's good. And you saw last night, I don't know if you watched the highlights of the game. Yep. He was very effective and immediately good. He's a good player. So you got a really good player. He's got two years left, so. We'll see about that. Um, but it's an A, it's an A plus, but it's an answer for the Kings. So for me, I would give the Pacers a B mm-hmm. and I would give the Kings an A plus plus. And it has nothing to do with Sabonis. To me, because they still have Rashawn Holmes, yep. right? So the Sabonis thing to me was never like that big of a deal for the Kings getting him, even though he's better than Rashawn Holmes. Like, I don't want people to, for me to think that he's not, but they're different players. Rashawn Holmes gives you blocks. He gives you some defense. That's a bonus isn't going to give you. Um, but to me, it's Justin Holiday and Jeremy Lamb. The Kings had zero wing players whose names weren't uh, – what's our boy's name? Harrison Barnes. Harrison Barnes and Terrence Davis. I mean, Terrence Davis is 6'4". You know what I'm saying? Like, to me, getting Jeremy Lamb, but mainly Justin Holiday, who does play defense, can Ooh. knock down open threes – I really like this for a team that decided, you know what? There's a really good chance we're going to get the 10th seed and we're going to be in the play-in. Let's give a team that maybe can upset whoever's sitting at number eight. And if you give me a De'Aaron Fox, who I'm higher on De'Aaron Fox than you are, yep. but if you give me the De'Aaron Fox from the other night that was dropping like 37-7 and seven while shooting 4-6 from the three-point line and almost 50% from the floor, the dude we saw last year, oh, I'm listen, I'm with the Kings, but I give him that because I mean, even with Sabonis, 
I think it adds crazy depth. I really, really, really hope they don't try to play him at the four. But I think they are. But Listen, I really hope they don't try to. I'm going to say this, and I want to make sure I say this. I do think it's tough for the Kings in the sense that they still don't have an organizational direction. They still don't have a team identity. Oh, and for coach. a guy that was trying <laughs> to legitimately build a culture there, and he literally had like a statement about the excellence about you know, the Kings culture. He's like, I got them to do that. I want to build here. He looked heartbroken. And it was like, I don't know if you picked a better guy because even though I believe De'Aaron Fox currently is better than Halliburton, I always question De'Aaron Fox is all in. And what I mean by that, De'Aaron Fox is better than what he's playing now. Me and you can both agree about yes. that. Yes. So I, when a player doesn't play up to their ability or their full thing, like, well, like we're Harden, I've dogged Harden on this podcast a hundred times, guys. So trust me, I don't. I just have to take an optimistic <laughs> point of view. But when a guy isn't playing all the way up to that ability, I give a pause for it. To where Halliburton is, he is giving you his all. You see the upside, and I see it. So I do think it's tough as far as culture building that they gave away a guy that was like, I don't know. You you got okay. What do you want? Okay, okay. This is the, this is my point. The Kings want what to get in the playing game. They okay. want to yeah playing game. Okay, they might get there, but they're not winning the game. And if they do win the game, they'll get killed in the playoffs. So they're but... winning if they play the Lakers. Oh yeah, <laughs> <laughs> we will not talk about the Lakers today. The Lakers will be no. Saturday's story. We got a lot to get to. Oh, I just want to say this too, though. The one thing for the Kings going forward, you made a decision. You chose De'Aaron Fox over Halliburton for your future. Mm-hmm. So you better include De'Aaron Fox and in who your next coach is going to be if you want the most out of him. Absolutely. And they had to have a team identity, like I keep saying. What what, what do we do? Because they got two good foundational pieces. They got an all-star and a guy that has a potential to be an all-star. So, And one of the most professional players in the league in Harrison Barnes, who just doesn't complain, just goes out there and does the job. Yep, Mr. Regular. Yep. All right. Um, oh, so, we got one more trade. Yeah, we do. And we're going to disagree on this one, so this will be fun. Uh, let's start with the Portland Trailblazers side. Okay. The Trailblazers get Josh Hart and Didi Lozada. They also got Thomas Sadoransky and Nikhil Walker, mm-hmm. Nikhil Alexander Walker, but we already talked about them. They got moved quickly. Yep. And a 2022 protected first round pick and two second round picks. Okay, um, Josh Hart is a really good asset, making $12 million a year. Yep. He will immediately, to me, be flipped this offseason. Um, sucks yep. for him because he gets traded a lot. But he's a good player. My only thing with Hart, he has to improve his three-point shot so he becomes an elite role player, all right? He's good. He's a great rebounder. But in order to become elite, to maybe have a landing spot to stick somewhere, I want his three-point shooting to go up. But um, he's a he's one of the best role-playing assets that like almost every contending team could use. So he's a great asset to have to possibly flip for something better. Most likely a first round pick in the draft. Um, you want to go ahead? So I'm gonna say this. I think Portland's gonna keep Josh Hart. Okay. Um, he's just a good glue guy. He doesn't make that much yet. And then I think they'll trade him next year during the deadline. Okay. Uh, <laughs> but I think they're gonna keep him. Because you have to have guys there in order to attract star players. And Dame by himself isn't enough. Ner- Nobody's going to Portland for Nurkic. Yep. So you have Dame. But real NBA players like Josh Hart, they know what he brings to the table. I, I give Portland a C minus. Mm-hmm. 
Um, now let's get to the New Orleans side of this real quick. Cause yes, sir. CJ McCollum, Larry Nance, who just had surgery, and Tony Snell, who's probably never going to play a game for New Orleans. <laughs> never so, say never. Let's talk about CJ. I'm going to say this. We're going to find out how good of a coach Willie Green is, and I'm going to give him a pass on tonight. Yeah, I am um, too. And the lineup that he threw out there to start the game. They still competed really well. No, they competed extremely well. But I just want to go on the record and say that Devontae Graham has to have a seat. He, no, I'm like, I'm sorry. He's a good backup point guard like he was in Charlotte. He has to have a seat. Uh, you can't have, like, and they got to figure out a system. See, CJ's a weird player. Like, he, nobody's going to doubt his greatness, right? He's a mm-hmm. great NBA player for current NBA. My issue is I don't after watching tonight, I don't know if it's going to work unless Brandon Ingram or CJ is willing to change the way that they play. Mm-hmm. And I mean that because it was a lot of isolation dribble pull up mid range. That was their offense. I I don't know if that's going to necessarily uh work long term. Okay, so I love this trade. I don't think CJ's a weird player at all. I think he played a certain style for a certain system, and he excelled in that system. I think CJ's a smart, high IQ player. Yes. Playing with Brandon Ingram and Valanciunas and Herbert Jones, that's talent. That's a good, talented team. That's a bunch of good, solid players. You can throw Jackson Hayes in there. I'm not the biggest Jackson Hayes guy. It's a good, (laughs) solid solid team, all right? It's good, all right? And the mystery man, at some point, will play basketball again. I will never set a date because I will never know. But I love this trade. I think C.J. McCullough is really good. Um, they wanted a good guard that could shoot. Uh, I think he's a better passer than we realized. He's good. He's a good player, man. I think this is a really good fit. This is the best win-now player they can get. Um, they, going, they will make the play-in tournament. Hashtag know your role player predictions. They will make the play-in tournament. And they're gonna be a, they're gonna be one of the more fun teams to watch. Uh, they could definitely use another shooter. Yeah. Um, but they definitely need some um, role play shooting because it's getting a little bare. But I like it. I like this thing. I like this a lot more than you. Um, if Zion ever returns <laughs> one day in the next five, four, three, two, one years, that'd be cool. But I think this is a great trade for a win nail team that's trying to make the play in tournament. I, I mean, listen, you got to do what you got to do. You're never going to hear me slander. For CJ. a team that needs to sell tickets and get a player that can, you know, he'll help, man. Yeah. Help. No, you'll never hear me slander CJ. I just don't know if it's going to be a great fit long term. Okay. I just think it's long term is not to worry. It's short term about a team <laughs> that might lose a franchise because of their attendance problems. I think it'll be fine. Okay. Is that all the traits? I believe so. There may um, have been one or two more that... Yeah, that we can go over those on Saturday. But I do want to say a couple of things before we bounce. Now, the buyout market is the next big thing. Um, I don't know if... I think the buyout market will probably pick up about the uh, this weekend. But uh, the buyout market will be huge. So I think that's what we're going to talk about on Saturday. Uh, I don't want to do make this podcast any longer. But, um, yeah, go ahead, man. Any last thoughts, man? You got to give me something. Round it out. So, I'm going to say this. I think the Sixers did what they needed to do. Yep. And I don't think it was an easy decision. 
but I think they did what they needed to do. I think the Bucks had an opportunity to solidify themselves as the best player or the best team in the East. Again, I didn't know Dante DiVincenzo was available, and if I was the Bucks, I would have probably seen what it would have taken to get Miles Turner. Uh-huh. Um, completely. We'll talk about him on Saturday. Yeah, I'm just saying, like, if I was the Bucks, that's who I would have looked at. Yep. And even if I was the Bucks, I would have maybe tried to get Daniel Tice instead of Ibaka. And I think to me, the team that probably won today was the Boston Celtics. I think they had a legitimate need, I agree. a legitimate hole on their team. And they've been and sneaky I, playing better. Yeah, and they filled it with the right guy. Because just, you know, Kendrick Perkins said something today on ESPN I wasn't even aware of. He's tapped into Boston. He knows the organization and the fans there. They were done with Schroeder. Mm-hmm. They were done with Schroeder a month ago. Yep. And they were trying to trade him for the last month. Yep. And nobody wanted him. And they found a taker for him. And it's like, whew. So I'm going to say this. This is my parting note for everybody. When someone offers you $86 million, <laughs> sign the contract. Absolutely. That is a life lesson. That's it. That's a life lesson. Um, My roundup. Uh, give me one second, y'all. Yeah! Listen, I don't care if he's fat. I don't care if he's 38% of what he used to be. It is a percent that is going to come on the floor, all right? <laughs> Just like James Harden wore that fat suit in Houston and got rid of it for Brooklyn. I'm trying to tell you the hamstring's fine. The wrist is fine. He might drop a 40. Listen, he's a basketball player because his shape doesn't define his skill, okay? He can still give you 30. Now, y'all know my infamous, famous line with Harden. Dribble, dribble, dribble. <laughs> dribble, dribble. Dribble, 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 dribble. Hit him with the step back. That's got to go. All right? I don't want to see that. I <laughs> dribble, dribble, dribble. Dribble, dribble. Dribble, 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 dribble. Hit him with the step back. No, we're not. No. I will come on here screaming if I see that stuff, man. Uh, we've been had some pick and rolls. We've been had some some space, some shooting. Daryl's got some work to do, but he got his guy, man. He got his guy who he thinks is a better scorer than Jordan, which is crazy. But that is not today's podcast. Okay. Um, but, yeah, this has been a, a, a great, exciting day. Um, but we're gonna wrap it up. Um, you got your last thoughts in, right? Yeah, I got my last thoughts, and I'm good. Yeah, we're gonna wrap it up here, guys. I appreciate y'all. <laughs> I'm so happy we got this pod done tonight. Uh, we'll be back on Saturday to talk uh, buy up market to talk. Um, what else? Uh, Lakers not making the move. Lakers. Oh, we got to talk about some coaches that need to be getting fired pretty soon. Absolutely, we're gonna <laughs> Saturday's pod will be long, but it'll it'll, it'll be a lot less about today. And a lot more about the second half. All right. And we're definitely going to talk about the All Star draft. Cause, oh, ooh. yeah. Kevin Durant's comments. Yeah, 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 yeah. We'll save it. Save it. Save, save it. it. We'll save it. All right. I uh, appreciate y'all. Y'all be good. Talk to y'all Saturday. Peace.